You're listening to The Bob and Bo Show. Here are your hosts, Ty Bob, Ty Bo, and Sean. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I am Ty Bob. We're here with Ty Bo and Sean as we bring you the NFL Week 18 preview. 18. What, what, 18. Did I say 13? No, I said, I say? one. Oh, you went 18. Eight. See, you're throwing me off now. Here we go. We're back, folks. We've got one final game left for the rest of the season before we get into the playoffs we do have a little bit of news that could change the results of how this season will play out um but first let's get into some damar hamlin news um it was good news that came today from his doctors the tweet coming from uh, adam kilgore on twitter uh, his tweet stated the UC health doctor, uh, Timothy Pritz provides an update on DeMar Hamlin to him. Um, he has, uh, DeMar has a lot of progress still to make, but Hamlin has reached quote, a really good turning point in quote, in his recovery tests remain ongoing to determine the cause of Hamlin's cardiac arrest, uh, and whether or not a pre-existing issue contributed said Timothy Pritz. Uh, in an amazing revelation shortly after there, uh, DeMar Hamlin did wake up. He was responsive. He was even able to ask the physicians if he won the game. Uh, now, this was in written communication. It was not verbal. Uh, he could not speak, but he was able to write. He was conscious uh, enough to and coherent enough to ask if they won. Uh, uh, the doctors did answer him uh, in saying that, yes, you you won at life. Um, probably just trying to keep Which the game away from his mind. Didn't um, answer his question. So did not answer his whatever. question. Whatever. <laughs> did not answer his question. Probably made him more confused. Um <laughs> But it is it's good. Okay. We're good. He's he's on a road to recovery. They're not out of critical condition. Uh, but the fantastic news is is that he is awake, he's cognitive, he's coherent, and he's able to ask and res- ask questions and receive answers and be able to communicate in some way, shape, or form, which means that the woods are clearing on on Hamlin's situation. So fantastic news. Um, and I'm sure um, he's just receiving an over-praising joy um, from his family, friends, all everyone out there who has uh, has been with him, uh, as well as uh, the donations for uh, charity. As we get to all the medical professionals and paramedics oh. that were on the scene, that just speaks to how important CPR is. If you haven't been trained in that, please go out and do that. It is a very short course. It takes maybe an hour. If that, it is life-saving. Please, please think about doing that. And stay up on it as well. It changes constantly. I remember the last time I was certified, it was a long time ago. I need to get it again. But uh, that's when they were, it was uh, 32 compressions for every two breaths. Now they don't even want you to give breaths. It's uh, like 108 or so compressions. Uh, per minute. So uh, it's tough, grueling work to do CPR. Um, but I, yeah, highly recommend 
know it, learn it, learn the Heimlich maneuver, learn everything that you need. I had to learn the Heimlich maneuver for my dogs. Um, so it, it's good to know it for, uh, for every, in any situation. You should always Outside be prepared of, for stuff like that. Yeah. Well, and uh, even when you're expecting it, all those people, uh, like that, the, the, the main guy that everybody was talking about, like you said, he hadn't done that before. This they, you train and you train and you train for the possibility that it might happen and it happens and it executed flawlessly. So kudos. A lot of practice has to go with it as well. You can't just learn it and then and then stashed away. Stay up on it if you've got your certification. Be prepared and be ready. Never know when you might need it. Boy Scout motto. Be prepared. Um, outside of that great news for DeMar Hamlin, we did get in. We do have some NFL news. Uh, this one comes from Adam Schefter, or excuse me, the first one that we've got here comes from Ari Mirov uh, in a running back that Tybo and I both had in our fantasy leagues. The 49ers have designated running back Elijah Mitchell to return from injury reserve for the second time this season. Thanks, Elijah Mitchell. Appreciate you very much. Uh, next piece of news coming from Adam Schefter in a question that was proposed to Ron Rivera at the end of, uh, of last week. Uh, Adam Schefter stated Washington quarterback Sam Howell will now be the starter for the commies this week. Very, very interesting. There's a lot of discussion going on uh, Twitter today, and I'm pretty sure every single social media site uh, about what is going to happen in the NFL for week 18 in the playoffs. Uh, Pro Football Talk tweeted out earlier today, being uh, Thursday, they said momentum is currently pointing towards the Bills and Bengals not being resumed with the AFC playoff seeding based on winning percentage following the outcome of week 18 games. We have gotten the update this evening. Everybody got the update this evening. The NFL has canceled the Bills-Bengals game from week 17. It will not be played out in any way, shape, or form for the regular season. Um, now, we do not have any other details minus – the ownerships, the owners of each team will be meeting on Friday to uh, go over anything new uh, or any new rules that they want to play and put in place. So right now, as of this exact second before the owners meet, they have not decided to go based off of winning percentage. They have not decided to go off of anything that would normally happen in a regular season. So as of right now, you're going based off of wins, losses, ties, who ranks where, head-to-head, -head, those sort of things. Um, this is just like when all the pirate captains meet parts of the Caribbean and bring all their pieces of eight. Great tie-in. <laughs> Great tie-in. <laughs> okay, Tybo. <laughs> it's exactly oh, like it. Come on. Exactly. Uh, in another tweet, uh, while discussions were going on today, uh, this one coming from Ari Mirov, he said that the NFLPA executive director, uh, Damaris Smith, said that the league has not proposed an idea of adding an eighth team to both conferences for the postseason. The NFLPA would have to approve any changes like that, and it is subject to the collective bargaining. Um, then... 
Uh, it was also later tweeted that uh, that that will just not be happening. It was not part of the discussions for the NFL or NFLPA, especially when you look at how many players went on the injured reserve after week 17, uh, who, you know, for teams that that could have made the playoffs if given an, uh, a chance for an eight seed. That just doesn't make any sense at all. Um, and in a final tweet uh, throughout the middle of the day on Thursday, this one comes from the comeback. Uh, Adam Schefter. Kim Kardashian? <laughs> Adam Schefter was Sorry, on ESPN. That's the only thing my mind jumps to when you say that. Every single time. <laughs> Me too. Um, Adam Schefter was on ESPN earlier today and talking about various situations on what could happen. Uh, Adam Schefter, with his sources in the league, believes that the NFL will not uh, at the time would not look to resume the Bengals bills game, which has now been canceled and that the league would work towards either a potential neutral site for the AFC championship game or the one seed choosing between getting uh, having a buy the bye week or home field advantage uh, with the second seed getting whatever was not picked. So just for sake of example, if the Kansas City Chiefs end up getting the one seed, the NFL would go to the Kansas City Chiefs and say, do you want the bye week or do you want home field advantage should you make the AFC championship game? I think everybody in their right mind would pick the bye week. You always pick the bye week. Um, but again, speculation, the ownership Owners have not yet met. That decision has not yet been made, whether it will be a neutral site, whether it won't be a neutral site, what you'll do. There's a lot of things that go into that. That seems to be the idea that has the the most momentum going towards it, a neutral site, along with one seed. Do you want home field advantage or or do you want the bye week? Those two kind of coinciding a little bit. So It would just be to- so weird to see a one seed not have a home game in the playoffs, though. Like. It would also be very unfair if you're going to have the AFC do one thing and have the NFC do another. The NFC gets their home game because it didn't happen in the NFC, but it happened in the AFC. So now the AFC has to deal with the repercussions of whatever it is. And I understand that nothing's going to be fair. There's no fair option outside of having the Bills and the Bengals play and deciding whatever it is. That's not there's there. Nobody is going to be 100 percent happy because you're going to have. The Bengals, who could have, if they won that game and the Chiefs lost and the Bills lost again in week 18, they could have taken the one seed. It could have happened. There was things that all three of those teams that are in the top could have gotten the one seed with certain things that happened. The game didn't get played out. It's unfair for everyone. Nobody's going to be happy about the situation. Um but it seems like the those two options currently have the most momentum. The one thing that I would point out is not only is it not fair for the AFC to do one thing and the NFC not to do another, no matter who gets the number one seed, if this goes to a neutral site, you have to think about the fan base. Whoever Whoever's the home, the number one seed fan base, you have now got season ticket holders who do not get the right to first dibs on tickets to go to the game or whatever the home team sets up for what their fans do. I know in Kansas city, if you're a season ticket holder, you get the first call. They call all the season ticket holders first. Do you want tickets to these games, playoffs and conference championship game? And then you get to decide whether you have it or not. If not cool, it goes to to whoever, but um, 
yeah, that's going to be that's going to be a big thing. You're going to piss off season ticket holders, and that is not something number one a team wants. Number two, that is not something that the league wants to see because if it hurts their teams, it's going to event, it's going to co- trickle up effect. It's not going to be a trickle down effect. Tybo, Ray- your season Reaganomics put it on its head. <laughs> Tybo, you are a season ticket holder. You know, I I don't know if you've thought about maybe going to the. Uh, AFC championship game should it come to Arrowhead but as a season ticket holder not being able to have that option what would that mean for you I mean some of my favorite memories going to Chiefs games have been the playoffs games in in recent memory so going to those with my sister and you know experiencing the Buffalo game like that I mean that just experiencing the uh, however many point comeback in in the Titans game, you know, like there are some iconic moments that the Chiefs have had in the playoffs the last few years. And I make the decision, however you want to make it just neutral site. Really, I mean, you, you're taking that chance away from like more of the fan base. You know, it's already expensive to get to a game. If we got to travel to Indianapolis or wherever else it may be on top of buying a ticket, like it's just there's a even smaller percentage of the fan base that's going to be able to go. So I know the Chiefs fans travel well, and there's lots of rich Chiefs fans out there, but um, you're it's hurting the little guy here, you know? You're also hurting the team. One thing that a lot of people don't think about is is – when you have a home game, the team gets the ticket sales. The more tickets you sell, whatever price they come in at, and they're always going to be more expensive for playoffs, those go towards that money, that liquid cash goes directly towards paying guaranteed contracts, something that all major players in the NFL want. If you are unable to have the liquid cash to do so, you are unable to play guaranteed contracts, which will not bring the big name stars to your team. No matter who the number one seed is, if you are unable to have that game and have your home fans buy those tickets at the prices that they're going to be marked up at, that is less money to go towards the guaranteed contracts, which hurts every team. And one final thing on that on that subject for me is – the one thing that I'm most worried about when it comes down to it, when you give big corporations an inch, they want to take it a mile. We've already seen it with Super Bowls. It's a corporate event. It is not It is not a, a majority of fans that go and enjoy the Super Bowl. The money is made. The tickets are made. The sales are made for a corporate event. People go to the Super Bowl and don't pay attention to the game. It's for business meetings, black tie events, having some parties, most fans don't get to go to the game. It's outrageously expensive. It's usually held in an expensive place in the country. And if this happens, my worry is that if if this does happen, the NFL will see that it is a the, a, the AFC and NFC championship games can now become a hot commodity where it's more about business than it is about fans. And now the final three games of the years, the the fan bases will have lost the opportunity to go and watch their teams in, by and large, what would be the final game uh, at home. 
And that goes for every, all 32 teams across the league. This, the, my fear is that these two, the final three games of the season will now become corporate events and far too expensive for just the regular fans or even the season ticket holders that usually go being able to end up going. And if you think about the time of year that those games are being played, um, I, I realize it's, it's further into the new year, but you know, sometimes those are like Christmas presents for, for people, for for those that don't always buy NFL tickets all the time. Um, you save up for something big and, you know, like a, a playoff game is, is kind of one of those things. It's, it's, it's often gifted as Christmas thing. So just be, it would be, it would be sad to see it go down that road. It's a lot of things that owners are going to have to talk about. Um, my get owners are going to do what's best in their entrance interest individually and not what's best for the league as the shield being able to do neutral. They're going to do what's best for them and being able to make the best team. So um, I think it's good that they're getting the owners together. I hope that they come to what they agree is the most fair, but also the most reasonable. And we'll find out or will have found out by the time that you're listening to this. We've got the rest of week 18 that needs to get into the final or the uh, fantasy championships should be over. If you're still in a champion championship game this week or fighting for, uh, for any payout spots uh, you need to fire your commissioner uh, as they don't know what they're doing with their job. It needs to finish the week before. Um, but that also means that we don't have a go ahead. We had some breaking news. The yes. Bengals are the AFC North champions, no matter what happens next week or this week. Interesting. It was going off of winning percentage. If they do end up meeting in the wild card game, a coin flip could determine home field advantage. So what they did, so what they did was give them the toss. So they didn't give them matter. What they did was basically give the Bengals and the Bills a tie, not necessarily the winning percentage. Possibly, but the way it looks out. If they meet in the playoffs, coin flip for to see who gets it, no matter the seed. Which is so. Very so the seed. It's giving the Ravens the a chance. Doesn't matter. Yeah. It's just giving the Ravens a chance if they do meet up. I think it's just for the Ravens, though. No other team. As long as the Ravens right. win this week, because correct? if the if the Bengals, well, they they play the Bengals. Well, I know that's what I'm saying, but the if the Ravens were to win this week that's when the coin flip would decide home field advantage if they were to meet in the wild card versus if the Bengals win, then they just have the way better win percentage or whatever it is. And then they would automatically have a home field advantage. If Cincinnati wins this week, or if they're not scheduled to play in the wild card round, it won't matter. So it's only dependent on if the Ravens win. Okay. Just read it a little bit more. There we well, go. that takes the air out of my game. week coming up. So, just a little bit. Well, if you want to make a Switch change by the time we get there, you've got a little bit of time uh, because just because we don't have fantasy football to talk about, we've had a lot of good and way more bad from Sean's Just the Tips this year. We usually do a grading after every single week, and it comes from Tybo. So I have to ask this question to Tybo. What do you give Sean's Just the Tips as a grade for the season as a whole. 
I already have a guess of what it's going to be. <laughs> oh, I, I well, have a feeling. Do I cut him some slack for it, it being like his inaugural year, or do I just I go? Think you be tr- I think you be truthful. I don't think you. I don't think you slander him just because it's funny, and I don't think you cut him any slack just because it's the first year. The man <sighs> played in the fantasy championship game in his in his league and, and won uh, it. And won it. You don't cut this man any slack. You you just tell it how it is, Tybo. I will. Want to, I do want to say one thing before this. Out of all the weeks doing this, there was only one week that was a solid week where all the stardom did pretty good. All the stardom did terrible. So one week out of 18. Maybe next year will be better. If you were a baseball player, you might get considered for double A ball. (laughs) (laughs) Big fat F, F my friend. Uh, we hope you can uh, pick it up next year. <laughs> if me being bad at fantasy football advice for just the chips results in me winning fantasy football championships, I am fine with that. Well, because you, you really also, bad for listeners. You start you started out <laughs> you started out uh, just picking players that were on your team, uh, and Not maybe you should have kept that up. But <laughs> I think Sammy Watkins there week one is yeah. <laughs> and that was more of a joke than anything. So that was the, that was the key to how the year was going to go. Me picking Sammy Watkins. We Sammy Watkins. That was great. Listen, so fantasy football is over, but that doesn't mean that our ranking list stops. We are bringing you the best damn power ranking you can find across the land. This week, we're going with the best rookies of the 2022-2023 NFL season. We've got one week left. These guys have played out of their minds. We do have an honorable mention. Tybo, start us off. Uh, This list was highly debated, guys. Um, And I originally didn't want to include this guy. Um, Definitely worth an honorable mention. Brees Hall. Unfortunately, has gone down with an ACL injury. Do hope for his inevitable return and uh, return to glory at that. Uh, But, you know, his pace for a 17-game season would have blown the other two running backs on this list out of the water. Um, I mean, also add what he was doing in the receiving game. Uh, Just the dude was a monster, and it sucked to see him go down. Starting the top 10 off at number 10, We got a wide receiver here by the name of George Pickens. Now, what really sold me on George Pickens this year was in week three, the catch. (laughs) Very reminiscent of Odell Beckham Jr. It wasn't a touchdown, but is one of the most insane catches I have ever seen. We're going to try to put it up somewhere somehow. I don't know. But that sold me. Although his stats are pretty decent. Uh, 49 catches for 729 yards and three touchdowns. Pretty good for having Kenny Pickett and Mr. Trubisky as your quarterbacks. Number nine. Ekim? Right. No. Ekim. 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 Ekwanu. Left tackle for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, there was another offensive lineman that deserved consideration on this list, uh, but playing the left tackle position minimal sacks this year minimal 
playing great at a very tough position. Uh, number nine. Number eight. Aiden, or as Ty Bob likes to call him, Adrian Hutchinson. Adrian. He was one of the only pass rushers that was effective for the Lions for the good portion of the year. Came away with seven and a half sacks, three passes defended, and three interceptions so far through week 17. Number seven. Kenneth Walker the third. Even when he's not having a good game fantasy-wise, he's still putting up 100 yards on the ground. Uh, coming in midway through the season, or fourth, third or fourth game through the season, I don't know when Rashad Penny went out, but stats are fantastic. Run after or yards after contact also fantastic. Uh, he was a one of my early candidates for. Offensive Rookie of the Year. I mean, just he's a stud. He's a great running back. Number six. James Houston. You may be saying who? This man was cut off the 53-man roster to begin the year. Spent some time on the practice squad. Got called up early November. Finally made his way playing on the third or the Thanksgiving game against the Bills. Six games in total this year. Discounting this week. Man has eight sacks. You know what they call him? What do they call him? The problem. Why do they call him the problem, Tybo? Because he has eight sacks in six games, bud. Next. Oh, man. Number five. Chris Olave. Mediocre quarterback play. Fantastic numbers for a rookie. Uh, five and four were highly debated for us. Number four. We have Garrett Wilson. Now, pretty good year. Not so good with Zach Wilson's quarterback, but whenever he has a competent quarterback, a la Mike White, semi-competent, he's averaging 6.3 catches a game for 111.7 yards. He is electric machine. The ball in his hands so far in the year, he has 74 catches. For 1,014 yards and four touchdowns. Number three. We got Damian Pierce. Um, I think the best running back of the group. Um, he's playing on a bad team that not a good offensive line. Um, he did go on IR around week 14, correct? Um, but it not the same type of injury as Brees Hall. Uh, it was, it's an it's an ankle injury, and it said he could miss up to like he could miss a game, and they shut him down for the rest of the year. Uh, hopefully for a bright future. Number two, Tariq Woolen. This guy is a fifth round pick. Lead or is tied for the lead in interceptions with six. Tied for second with passes defended in fifteen, having a breakout year. Uh, he made the Pro Bowl team, correct? Yes, he did. And you have a breakout year in your rookie season? As a fifth-round pick, absolutely. <laughs> but, I mean, let's see if he gets the lead for interceptions in this final game. He's only had one in his past five games, so hopefully he gets it. They stopped throwing. <laughs> Best rookie in the NFL. When you look at all the lists... If this is a consensus, it's sauce. 
lost in the sauce in the garden there. Right. Sauce garden. <laughs> Tybo has lost the sauce a little bit there. See what I did? It works on so many levels. When, when you look at sauce, um, I mean, he he had... Ty Bob spends a lot of time looking at sauce. I do. I like sauce. I make my own sauce. But when you look at Sauce Gardner and what he's done this year, and you look at who he's defended, the likes of Justin Jefferson, uh, Stephon Diggs, uh, name anyone. He's gone against the best. He followed. You named two. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) Pull Pull up the whole Jet schedule. Do that real quick, there, Tybo. Uh, there was there was three week span uh, where he faced the likes of Stephon Diggs, um, Justin Jefferson, and throw in a couple more. DK Metcalf. Uh, DK Metcalf. There we go. He only allowed uh, in six targets. He only allowed two catches for like 30, 26 or thirty six total yards. As a rookie, that kind of play when when teams are going away from you, that's prime Jalen Ramsey-esque. You're looking at best of the best as a guy who is a rookie. Um, there's no doubt in my mind that Why not? Why not go ahead and make the comparison to the guy that's played on the team that he's playing? Rel Revis. There we go. Revis Island. Saucin time. I just got to say one more thing with this top 10 power ranking. I'm watching it right now. George Pickens has the play of the year for rookies. <laughs> this catch is insane, man. <laughs> oh, my God. That's where all that clicking was coming from. Click, 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 click. <laughs> well, folks, that also brings us to our games of the week. We've got some big ones that come with some playoff implications. Tybo said his had the air taken out of it. If he continues to go with that game, the air is still there. I'm going to start off first. I think it has the most implications out of any game, potentially. It depends on how the Seahawks game goes on Sunday before we get to the Sunday night game. But my game is going to be the Tennessee Titans who go into Jacksonville and play the Jaguars. This is for all the marbles from the AFC South. Now, the Tennessee Titans are still without uh, Ryan Tannehill. They will be even if they make the playoffs. Whoever wins this game is going to the playoffs. Whoever wins this game is winning the division title. The Jags and uh, Trevor Lawrence are trying to get this one done. Uh, Trevor is trying to show these two nincompoops that he is not a bust. He's not. He's he's not going to show us anything. <laughs> that man's a bust, man. <laughs> It's going to be a hell of a game. The Titans have very good defense. They're bringing uh, Derrick Henry off of off of uh, the injury list. They brought a couple more guys off the injury list. We'll have to see how it plays out. But I think for me, this one has probably the most implications and could be a big factor uh, come playoff time. That moves on to my game of the week. It is the last regular season game of the year. It will be a big game, but it will be an even bigger game if the Seahawks lose. Lions versus Packers, Sunday night football, baby. My prediction in the beginning of the year was the Lions were going to be in second place above the third place Packers. 
Let's see if this holds out. It can happen. If the Packers win, they get in. The Seahawks win. The Lions really have no shot at all. So I'm banking on the Seahawks losing, and this be a winner-take-all, loser-go-home. Can't wait to see it. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> so I, I did not choose a different game. I, I'm sticking with Ravens-Bengals. It's going to be heated. Um, <laughs> do we do we think Lamar's going to play? Is that even a possibility? He's, no. Lamar no. is out for the rest of the regular season. Damn. Well, it was definitely going to be a better game if Lamar's playing. Uh, but the Ravens have more to play for. The Ravens should be motivated to win this game because uh, it gives them best-case scenario um, going into the playoffs. But it, it's two good teams still. You know, the, the Baltimore defense has been playing much better as of late. We know the guys that are on the offensive side of the ball for the Bengals. They're pretty darn good. Um, I don't expect it to be like the last game. It was a one-point game, and it was it, it, low scoring. Um, I'm expecting over 20 points for both teams. Um, the Ravens knew they messed up last week not um, giving the ball to Gus more. Um, so they'll probably fix that. Um, and come out with a more balanced attack. So I expect it to still be competitive. Hammer the over is what Tabo's saying. Woo, 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 woo. That brings us to pick them. Now, we've got a little bit more time to explain some of the games that are going on. The first game of the week is Chiefs versus Raiders Saturday at 3.30. We have already picked that game so that takes us to our uh, next game. If you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to our Chiefs versus Raiders show. Um, our next game is the Saturday night game at 7.15. It is the first game of the week. Titans who go into Jacksonville and take on the Jaguars, who are a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Hold on. Who's going first, Ty Bob? We're, we're getting there. We're I'm, getting just, there. I'm excited, man. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I, I won last week. And you're waiting till just now to give us the order. Yeah. I'm waiting until just now. Right, that's the first game. It's just straight procrastination. How I like to do it. You make your own podcast and run the show. All right, Sean, let's go. The Sean, the Sean and Bo show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I won last week. I'm feeling pretty confident picking second. That means Tybo's going to go first and Sean will go last. Titans versus Jags, Jacksonville. The Jaguars are six and a half point favorites at home. Tybo, who you got? I got to stand on my words, fellas. I'm going Titans. I'm taking the Jags. I hate Trevor stand Lawrence. On He's a Sean. bust. He's a bust, but we're going to be jagging off in the playoffs, baby. No, no oh, I'm not. I'm man. No. You're taking the Titans. We're not He's not letting you pick. I'm not letting you. You don't get to sit here and slander Trevor Lawrence every Okay, Lawrence we're, we're not going to be jagging off in the playoffs. Then. The Give me the let Titans. Him, let him choose who he wants. You're not what a do you dad. Want? You, you want we, we, we're, we're jagging off in the playoffs, man. All right, I'll give you the Jags, but this is disrespectful. Hey, disrespectful. a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. Uh, a buzz well, finds got, it back every once in a while, you know. I'll take Kim Kardashian. 
Uh, next up, starting our Sunday. <laughs> Everyone just our got sun- <laughs> Starting off our Sunday new games, it is a game that has playoff implications. You've got one team who's fighting to get in, one team who's fighting for a higher seed. You've got the New England Patriots who head into Buffalo to take on their rivals and the Bills. The Bills at home are seven-point favorites. Fine. <laughs> I mean, cause just, I, I want to pick the Patriots. I think it would be hilarious if they won. Do I realistically think they win this game? No. So I'm going to pick the Bills. I'm kind of stuck in that same conundrum. Like, I think the Patriots could make this a very difficult game for the Bills. We have to yet to see the Bills face really any adversity in the Josh Allen era. Um, and this is the first one, and and it is a large one with you know Demar Hamlin. Uh, we're gonna see what their mental fortitude is. I'm gonna say the Bills win, um, but this is gonna be a precursor to either to how they're gonna play in the playoffs. It's either gonna be really really bad, or they're gonna go to steamroll just about anyone and everyone. You said this was in Buffalo. You said it is in Buffalo. Ooh, do you know their weather report yet? I have not looked at it, but if you stall long enough, I can find it. I really hope it's something like last year's game in Buffalo, where it was a shit show. 40 mile per hour wins. <laughs> Mac Jones. They only attempted the three passes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Josh Allen actually slinging it in there. Orchard Park, it looks to be nice with an overcast, 35 degrees. Does not look like there will be much wind. Just eat a chili. Ooh, I mean, the Patriots need some defensive touchdowns because they can't score an offense. Ah, Josh Allen is a turnover machine. Give me the Bills. Bills across the board. We'll get to our next noon game. It is a... Wait, did we decide what Sean actually picked for the Titans-Jacks game? Yeah, yeah, we're jacking off for the playoffs. Just making sure. Bad joke. I'm more of a man than because I will stand no more. Change it now. Give you me are. the Titans. Give yeah. me the Titans. <laughs> no, no. It's already it's already selected. Still the same he show. Changed baby. It, he changed it last week. What do you it mean? It screwed me last week, too. Yeah, well, it might screw you this week, too. Now we'll get into our second game in the noon hour. It is an NFC uh, South showdown of two teams that are no longer uh, viable to get into the playoffs. It is the Carolina Panthers who head into New Orleans to take on the Saints. At home, the Saints are three and a half point favorites. Panthers. I, AFC South matchup doesn't even matter. So who cares? Who cares? I agree. It doesn't really matter. I'm. Yeah, give me the Panthers on this one. Screw you guys, I'm going Saints. Cool. Let me make up some ground somewhere. Not there. Not. What are they making ground up for? No, he's talking about he, he has to make ground up. Oh, he has yeah. to. That's right. That's right. Uh, well, our next game is our next game of the week. It is the Ravens who will head into Cincinnati with playoff implications to take on the Bengals. Like we spoke about, if the Ravens win, then it could become a coin toss for home field advantage should they play each other in the playoffs. 
If the Ravens lose, uh, they're still obviously in the playoffs, but home field will not go to them whatsoever. Bengals, seven-point favorites at home. Tybo, who you got? Am I just playing around with my lead here, or am I a football guru? Um, I think Bengals fumbled on this one. Give me Tyler Huntley or whoever's quarterback into the Ravens and the Ravens. That's interesting. I can't be that ballsy. I appreciate it. I can't be that ballsy. I don't think it's going to happen. Basically, even though they played almost a full quarter, last week was still really pretty much a bye week for their bodies. They didn't have to go through the game speed and the game hits as much as everybody else. Um, Bengals going to take this one home big time. I really want to see that coin flip for home field advantage in the playoffs if they do match up. But I'm going to go Bengals. Cowards. We got ground to make up on you. You have a bad week. Make it a make it a race in the playoffs there, bud. That's what I'm trying to do. Gave away my plan. It's all for the ratings. Not genuine at all. He doesn't want to win the, want to win the money. Nope. I appreciate that. Next up in the noon hour, we've got Deshaun Watson and the Browns who head into Pittsburgh and take on the Steelers. And the Steelers still have a shot at making the playoffs. They need to win this game, get a little help from elsewhere, but they still have a shot at home. The Steelers are two and a half point favorites. I'll take them, Steelers. I'm also going to take the Steelers. The Browns played real well last week, but it was the Commies who had Carson Wentz. I don't expect too much more out of a team that's led by Carson Wentz. Mike Tomlin will not have a losing record at the end of the year. Give me the Stillers. Stillers. Next up. Alan Fanica is my uncle. I'm sorry. Let's move on. (laughs) You you remember Alan Fanica? Yeah. Nope. Hall of Fame offensive line. Yeah. For the Stillers. He's your uncle. No, he's not. Bob's your uncle? No. Let's move on, like Tybo said. Right. (laughs) Next up, we've got the Vikings who head into Chicago to take on the Bears. Um, This really doesn't affect anything in the NFC or placing, does it? We we got a Nathan Peterman start for the Bears in this game. (laughs) Wait, seriously? Seriously. Seriously. Why are they benching? They're not. Uh, Nothing matters for them. They want to yeah. lose. They gave a better pick. That's that's fair. That's fair. Well, so don't hurt him more than he is, please. That's fair. It, even Keep with Nathan, healthy. even with Nathan Peterman starting in Chicago, the Bears are still seven and a half point dogs at home. Under Nathan who? Peterman. Huh? Who? Well, who the team that? The, who's the team that the Bears are playing? Vikings. Vikings. Oh. Ah, okay, Vikings. Yeah, I'm taking the Vikings as well. No questions. Do it, Sean. Still an interesting. I want to so bad. <laughs> but I, Nathan Peterman sucks ass. I can't trust him. He throws. Come on. All the time. Come on. So, 
He got in a game and threw four picks, and they still played him the next week. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, Vikings win, but they will still finish the season with a negative point differential. They're Love at it. negative 19 right now. Narrow win, 10-point win. <laughs> they went from plus two to negative win. 19. Good yep. night. Uh, next up in the noon hour, we have got a matchup of the AFC South that does not matter. It is the Texans versus the Colts. Colts at home are two-and-a-half-point favorites. I don't think either Texans. Teams. Why the Texans? Why not? Uh, yeah, why not? <laughs> how how far are they removed from losing the the number one pick overall? I think that if they win this one, they'll be tied with no. If they win this they'll one, have a better they've... winning percentage than than the Bears. Yeah. So they have to lose this game if they want to have the number one seed or yeah. number one pick. So yeah. Give me the Colts. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Do you want to change it, Typo? No. Know. <laughs> Screw it. Give me the Texans. Yeah. <laughs> Next up in the noon hour, we have got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who head into Mercedes-Benz Stadium and take on the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons at home are four and a half point favorites in this game. I, I guess that would mean that the Bucks are pretty much resting all of their players. Nope, they're playing them. For They've already came reason? out and said they're playing them. They finally got some rhythm last week. They want to keep it up. So why does Tom Brady still probably yelling them, yelling at them? So why do the Why does Vegas think that the Falcons are four and a half point favorites? Because they're probably not going to play the whole entire game. It's fair. I mean, the I Buccaneers know. are they're getting. Uh, Offensive lineman back. Werf is back, and uh, Jensen's about to come back, too. Interesting. Uh, I'm I'm taking the Bucks. I'm also... Yeah, I'll take the Bucks this game. I'm going to have to go with the Falcons. Why not? Uh, next up... Uh, last game at noon here, we have got a playoff implication game. It is the Jets who have already been eliminated, but they'll head down into South Beach, Miami to take on the Dolphins, who are two and a half point favorites at home. Just two and a half point favorites. Uh, who's quarterbacking for Miami? It'll either be Teddy or Skyler. Probably Skyler because Teddy still know. has that finger injury. Uh, give me the Jets. Really? Why Jets? Yes, really. Why Jets? I'm interested. Sauce. Who's Tyreek's he locking up? Get lost in the sauce. He's, who's getting locked up? Who's he's locking up? Who's ever on his side of the field? Dave follows. Dave Ty, he follows. Follows oh, a lot. Not all the time, but he does follow. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle don't get more points each. Um, I will take. I'll take the Dolphins. Give me the Jets. Make Tyreek Hill realize that the money was worth the move, but not make it the playoffs. Sucks even. Zach, Zach Wilson is starting. No, is it Mike White? Mike White. Zach Wilson's done for the year. All right, I'm changing. I'm for going some Jets. reason. For some reason, 
the Jets still believe that Zach Wilson can be their guy, but I think they're just saying that to hopefully trade him this offseason because that's never going to work out. That's true. I'm changing mind of the Jets. I don't believe in the Why? Dolphins anymore. Why? I don't believe in the Dolphins. Change your mind. I forgot. No, I, for some reason in my head, we talked about Tua being out. And for some reason, I still thought Tua was in. I did, we did it the other week when we picked the Titans, even though Ryan Tannehill was out mm. when they beat, lost to the Texans. So my brain is a little slow sometimes, as you know. We'll get to our 325 games here. The first game at 325, it is the Dallas Cowboys who head into uh, D.C. to take on the Commies. Commies at home, seven-point dogs. Yeah. Before uh, Tabo answers, I believe okay. that yeah, sure. Rivera, me off. I'm just well, trying to help you out here, man. I'm trying to help you out here, man. I'm pretty sure they, they already benched wins and they're back to Heineke. Cool. Um, I'm still taking the Cowboys. Okay. Didn't change your mind at all. No. Uh, well, it's interesting here. Did the, 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 the Dallas beat? Yeah. Dallas beat the Eagles at one point. I think Dallas still could vie for potentially a one or two seed here, depending on games. They could, they can win the division. Uh, I believe. Oh, I'm sorry. It's rookie Sam Howell under center. Rookie Sam Howell is under center. So I do believe that the Cowboys could still win the division on this one. Uh, I'm going to take the Cowboys. Tybo, you took the Cowboys as well? I did take the Cowboys. Yes, I did. I did. I to write it down. Take the Cowboys, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I was going to pick the Commies until I realized Taylor Heineke is actually not starting. Sucks for him. The Next game at 325, it is a game with more playoff imp- implications. The Rams, who go into Seattle to take on the Seahawks, who if they win and they get a loss from the Packers in Sunday night football, they are in the playoffs. Seahawks at home, six-point favorites. Another fine. Who are the Seahawks playing? <laughs> the Rams. Uh, Baker's still playing quarterback? Yes, he is. Give me the Rams. I like this matchup for the Rams. They've got a lot of guys who've been in there making plays with Baker, uh, trying to buy for contracts uh, either there or on other teams. With Tyler Lockett and... Kenneth Walker, I think the Seahawks are able to pull it out. This pick is solely for the Lions later on. Give me the Rams. Next up, we have got the Giants who head into Philadelphia and take on the Eagles with Garner Minshew at the helm. Still no Jalen Hurts. Even with Jalen out, the Eagles are 14-point favorites. Eagles. I'm taking the Giants. Really? I think it's kind of the same premise that I was talking about with Stidham on the Chiefs show. Garner Minshew is probably one of the premier backups in the league, but he's still one of the bottom 32 quarterbacks that are in the league. Um, The Giants have a very solid defense. 
Brian Dabble's been able to hang it close no matter who he's playing uh, or who he's coaching against. Uh, I think Garner Minshew goes out and has another tough day just like he did against the Saints last week. All right, before I answer this, who's better, Gardner Minshew or Daniel Jones? I think Minshew, Minshew has a better arm. And that's why I'm picking the Eagles. That's fair. I don't think he's the threat that Joan, Daniel Jones is with the leg. Minshew has a better look. He does also have a better look. I like the Mississippi mud flap. Does he still rock that? I thought he's just rocking a radio mustache right here right now. The Mississippi mud flap is the the mullet. Oh, don't know why I th- you thought you were talking about like a, a Fu Manchu or whatever that freaking mustache looking thing. Handlebars, Schmandlebars. There you go. Listen, brother. Our next game, uh, 325 on Sunday, is the Cardinals who head into San Francisco to take on the 49ers at home. The Niners are 14-point favorites. Niners. Easy enough for me as well. Niners across the board. You don't Uh, make the board, Sean. The board makes you. Our last game at 325, it is the Los Angeles Chargers. Head into Denver to take on the Broncos. They must be benching quite a few of their players as Vegas has the Broncos at two and a half point favorites. Vegas has the Broncos as favorites? Vegas has has the Broncos as favorites. Well, well, well. I'm choosing the Chargers. feel like the Chargers are going to go ahead and bench quite a few players, so I'm going to take the Broncos. Even if they bench players or not, the Chargers are going to charge them. Give me the Broncos. Is it possible for the Chargers to end up with the uh, seven seed? It is not. It is not. Good. For you, uh, final game of week 18 here. Possible playoff implications if the Seahawks do lose, as these two predicted. We've got the Detroit Lions who head into Green Bay to take on the Packers. The Packers' fate is held in their own hands. They win, they're in. No questions asked. They lose, the Lions are in as long as the Seahawks also lose. If the Seahawks win, and the Packers lose, the Seahawks are in here. Packers at home against the Detroit Lions, four and a half point favorites. Um, give me the Lions. Lions? I don't think they've got enough in them. The Packers are hot, Aaron's playing great. Give me, Give me the Packers. Wow. Uh, Lions won the first matchup, and they are going to win the second matchup as well. Lions have the Packers number? They do. They do. Is it uh, Jameson Williams or Amon Ross Brown? Who's Houston gonna have... is going to have six sacks in one game. 
He's what? been in the season with 12. With this guy said 14 what? sacks. In seven Flip games? It. What? Yep. Flip it. He said it. <laughs> I'm taking away two games if you're wrong. What do you mean? I'm giving you two. I'm taking away two wins and giving you two losses if you're wrong. You can't do that. I make the rules here, bub. What do you mean? No, you, you do not. You, you make the that. board. You don't make the rules. <laughs> we decided on the rules. <laughs> I want to add a new rule for next year so we get it in our minds right now. Nope. If we, yes. No. If we have our games of the week. If we pick the wrong team to win, it's minus two games. Two games in the loss column. Fuck that. Mind that. You got the game of the week wrong. Don't get the game of the that. week wrong. We also, we also pick the scores of the Chiefs game, so whoever gets the closest score gets an extra win. I don't like that. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> We're going to have fake wins and losses on our records. Like, what? The, how the hell does that make any goddamn sense? Pick a good game of the week. How about that? If it's a good game of the week, you get a win. If it's a shitty game, you get a loss. Man. Then you're adding some. Oh God, I don't like these rules. These suggestions. Fine, we'll, are we'll shit. just make it for a game of the week. Let's have it for that. Bet. We can figure this one off out off. Table it for later. We'll figure it out because maybe we'll do a Survivor League. Who knows? Options. Who knows? Sean. Options. What Sean just did to the show was like the end of Bullet Train. Derailed. <laughs> ah, this guy. This guy. This guy. You know how many times I've seen Bullet Train? A lot. I love that movie way too many fucking times i've seen it twice it's a great movie i've seen it like over 10 times holy shit dude oh it's bad it's too much on time Netflix, or did you ever go to the theater to watch it no i did not go to the theater to watch it i went to the theater to watch it i was month, very you watch it 10 times it's bad i can quote it a movie now. huh you have an addiction man derail derail that's going to be it for Pick'em and the show <laughs> for this week. Make sure you tune in on Wednesday as we bring you the recap and playoff implications are no longer playoff implications. They are just facts. We'll know who is in, who is out, and who will be playing each other. So make sure to tune back in. And as always, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs! Go Chiefs!